Welcome back to Gas Bagging. I'm Dan Morrison, and today I am joined by a dear, dear friend, a high school friend, actually, if you can believe, Luke Philippe. Hi, Dan. What What can I say about you? Real Housewives connoisseur, as and what did you say, hobnobber? A hobnobber around Sydney. Yes, mm. yes I haven't. Yes, yes. That um, that killed me a little bit. Well, <laughs> that's the content I'm giving you. <laughs> And he's also the partner of uh, Paul Collator that was on last week. So Yes, I am. And thank you for having me on the show. I'm actually, um, I actually enjoy the show. I'm actually a fan. Oh, which great. Is, we love to have a fan. I feel board. like not a lot of your previous guests would admit that, but it's my soundtrack to my Friday. It edges me out of... Edges. <laughs> it transitions me <laughs> out of my work week and into a weekend. It's quite nice. It's, I love you that. Know, smooth vibes. Luke and I also um, hosted a failed podcast called Trash Talk. Um, I wouldn't call it a failed podcast, Daniel. It doesn't exist anymore, but I also would like it to be in the record that I cancelled it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. He yes. started a new fancy job and said, yes. uh, I can't do this You're anymore. the Chloe and I'm the Courtney. Yep. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yep. Courtney cancelled us. Yes. 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 <laughs> I had better offers, which was me not doing anything. Yep. Great. And I love that for you. And look mm. where you are. I mean, your bedroom. Yeah, my house, that is my bedroom because I live in a studio. Yeah, that is. I live in a closet. Mm, mm, mm. On this lovely, unusually warm winter evening. Oh, am I making... You're sweating in here, are you? No, no, it's just Do a I nice day. pop a window? <laughs> is, is it not talking about the weather time? No, no, I don't think we should do that. Do you know okay. what we should talk about? I need to talk about your Real Housewives tagline. So, oh. do you, did you say you have more than one? I... Or are you I've, just going to stick with one? Well, I'm a professional, so I have workshopped three. Okay, let's... We can do all three. Are we going to unpack each one at a time? Or do we just want to do one and then pause and then do another one? I think only one really deserves to be unpacked. Okay. Okay. uh, Maybe I'll do that one last. Okay. Let's do your two failed ones and then we'll go into your third one. I have a lot of opinions and I stand by none of them. Being vulnerable is my aphrodisiac. If I can survive the mouse plague, I can survive anything. Hello. Sorry. So the the third one. Yes. Was was the keeper out of all of those. The third one was the keeper. The third one was the keeper because it's a reference. We mm. love a reference to candy. Candy's. I can't. I was trying to think of it today, but one of Candy's. Um, candy from Real Housewives. Candy Burris. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. She has a tagline. I don't. It's a kind of nondescript thing, but she sings at the end. Mm. And Paul and I walk around the house once a week. We will sing that. Just, yeah, the, just put a tune on to the end of something. Just a tune on to the end of anything. But I, so this is, I mean, potentially a long story, but you've got time. Yeah. And I'm going to take it. Okay. So um, over Easter, I visited my family in Armadale. And if you don't know, you city slicker mm. um, in country Australia, there is a mouse plague going on. Okay. It's, it's heading towards Sydney, isn't it's it? It's heading towards Sydney and you better be ready. Okay. So COVID we. now, mouse plague. I can't. Well, we're going to be in lockdown and the mouse is going to join us. Mm. So, Paul and I went um, to visit my lovely family. Um, they did not tell us about the mouse plague before we arrived. Why would you tell someone about a mouse plague at your house? Oh, just a heads up. I thought it would be nice. No, they still wanted to see you. They didn't give a shit about the mouses around <laughs> well, there. Well, we, we visit the... We, we enter the, the house and they sort of graciously welcome us. And then they show us to our living quarters, which is a bed, a blow-up mattress on mm. the floor. And I think... That there's, um, you know, on the tier of, of rooms for a guest, there's a um, the bed, there's mm. the fold-out couch, and then there's the blow-up mattress on the floor. We were clearly on the lower level. Okay. So, why did they not give you the fold-out couch? Because we were late. What? We were the last <laughs> ones to arrive. Oh, so, so, sorry, someone else in the family got Yes, my two out. nieces who were under five. Did they not realise... Well, you didn't realise it. Obviously, you'd be... Late because you're both gay. Like, you're not going to show up to something on time. Um, I... You're going to a I house a with a bunch of straight people. <laughs> for time, really. <laughs> Especially... I mean, it's an eight-hour drive. Anyway, so, I was thinking about that. And I was thinking, you know, in these... Especially today, there seems to be that we're heading towards another COVID lockdown. I feel in my life personally that I have never been more stressed, more overworked, more tired. I've never been more out of shape. I don't know what to do with my hair. I, all I want to do is have expensive, beautiful clothes that I can't afford. I have never been um, more unhinged, but I thought if I could survive the mouse plague, look, Luke, you can survive anything. But then actually, as I was kind of reading out 
<laughs> my tag like i thought well we didn't really survive the mouse plague it hasn't reached us yet it hasn't reached us but paul and i didn't really sleep those nights and when the mouse was sort of caught in the trap we didn't really know what to do with it so yeah, i guess we so... didn't really survive the mouse plague and so maybe i can't survive my other issues okay so your other issue is um, burying the lead because you didn't actually say what happened so while you're on the ground you awoke in the middle of the night to a mouse as part of the mouse plague stuck in a trap next to you, scurrying for its oh, life. Like Yes. So we were, we were we were sleeping on the <laughs> on the mattress on the floor and all night we could hear little like scree 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 like little um the mouse running, the mouth mm. sort of you know, the noises that they make. And mm. so we couldn't sleep because of that reason. And then uh we finally kind of rest, get into our sleep, and I'm woken up at four o'clock with like the scratching and the scratching of a mouse and I thought, Oh my god, I am not going to get through this but just try and sleep. And Paul was sitting next to me. He's like, just, just go to sleep. Just go to sleep. So close your eyes. And then every kind of 10 minutes, it would come back up again. Scratch, 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 scratch. It was infuriating. I was like, Paul, you just need to turn the light on. I can't deal with this anymore. So he turns the light on. And next to me, because we're on the floor. Yeah. Okay. You're so we're on the floor. Mattress. We're on the bolt mattress. I look to my right, which is the direction that I was sleeping in, Thank facing the floor. Mm. And there is a fucking mouse half trapped on a glue mouse trap, which, you know, if I'm being fair, is probably the least humane way you can trap a mouse. Mm. But it was like stuck on the trap and trying desperately to run off. It's really quite a it, it's it was actually really quite horrific. Say. Yeah. So Paul and I uh, scream and get up out of the bed standing because we're two inner city gays mm. looking at the mouse not really knowing what, what to, do to do with do. it. And I went to the bathroom <laughs> And let Paul take care of it. And then when I came back, the mouse was gone. Oh, thank God. Like magic. So if I can survive that, mama, I can survive anything. I think. <laughs> I, I want to say your first two were actually quite good. I was enjoying them. And I think my we got to the... My first two were... Super... Super what? My first two were suggestions from Paul. Okay. They weren't my own. Oh, I'm so sorry. They're not original. Okay. Well, thank God you stuck with the original. <laughs> yes. Well, if I'm nothing if not second rate to Paul. Okay, well, that's... Okay, if we don't sell ourselves like that, please. Talking about my partner, actually, I haven't told you about this, but... So, it was my birthday recently. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. How um, was it? What? How was it? It was lovely. I had far too many events and spread it over, over two weekends. So yeah. Thank God for that, because I can't celebrate anymore. You're a so. regular housewife. I am. I am a housewife. And in relation to housewives, so... My partner, Mitch. And just remember his name's Mitch because it's important to this story. Yes, but can we just go back one sec? Yes. I feel like there was a previous guest who had a real issue with the use of the word partner. partner. Yes. Uh, can you please resolve that? No, no. So Should I say boyfriend no, or partner? No, no, my friend. No, so, but Paul said partner about you last week. So no, I he think said it's boyfriend. Fine to say. Did he? I think so. I don't know. But anyway, our friend Josh, who is a friend of Stephen that was on the podcast, he doesn't like the word partner and he had a go for me. Oh, okay. That's yeah. quite a few steps away. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's move on. Um, <laughs> so basically, Mitch tried to do a nice thing for me and tried to order an apron from Lydia's Kitchen in Melbourne. Fabulous. Uh, it has come to the week of my birthday and it hasn't arrived. So it's Mitch, a Mitch has sent merch, an email yeah. to... Lydia's Kitchen going, hi there, places order in April, but have yet to receive the goods or confirmation of shipping. Are you able to update? Are you able to please provide a status update? Kind regards, Mitch. Just, he said his name Mitch again, just so you know, and that's on his email. A reply from Lydia Scavala. Not even from the, (laughs) not even from the company itself, from Lydia personally. Morning, Michael, with two L's. (laughs) Hope this finds you well. I am (laughs) extremely, you can't snort. I am extremely sorry and somewhat embarrassed that this order was missed. Thank you for getting in touch and bringing it to my attention. I'll send it off today and I'll send you a tracking number to this email. My apologies, Lydia. She's also, I'm not going to read it out, but just put her personal phone number on there as well. Like a personal mobile number. Following oh, this, geez. following this, Mitch has now received a message from Lydia. It starts with in bold. I don't know how you bold something on a text message, but she has gorgeous Mitch. Now she's figured out his name. Thank you for your patience. The parcel came back to me. I'm just sending it to you and you'll receive it before Friday. Express post. Love, Lydia, XXX. And she sent a photo of herself holding the receipt for the express post with her, like, (laughs) lovely nail in the corner of it. And then we have received... Oh, that's nice. Then we've also received two aprons now. He only ordered one, so that's been lovely. And she's written a handwritten note for it as well. Dearest Mitch... 
Thanking you for being so supportive. Enjoy these aprons. Many happy. Oh, enjoy many happy moments in the kitchen. With love, Lydia. Bless. I love that. Isn't that really nice? It all it all worked out in the end. And do you know what? The whole exchange was worth more than the aprons in the end. I was like, this is oh, and you got to appreciate that. And she's not she's not filming season six at the moment, so there's not oh season five at the moment, so there's not much else I guess going on. So she's happy to express post two aprons to Sydney, which I love. Ah, we love Lydia. Quick thoughts, just in other housewives news: Cynthia Bailey possibly leaving Real Housewives of Atlanta. What's what do you think? I do think it's iconic that she started her season with a wedding and ended it with it. That was a meme that I saw, and I really agreed with that. Mm. I really, I really like Lydia. Um, <laughs> we all love, <laughs> yeah, really we like all Lydia. love Lydia. I no, I really like Cynthia. I think mm. that she offers something really important, which is like she's she's likable, and yep. I think a lot of the audience for Housewives kind of gets it wrong when they think that Housewives is all about bickering and fighting and. Yeah. We want to follow someone's story and we want to care for how it resolves. And I think she's someone kind of like Sanya, who is Sanya, who can carry a scene on her own. Like she's entertaining, she's funny, she's warm, she's charismatic. She just kind of has it. She's never really had good storylines. Like her weddings were the real only good storylines. Yeah. And her unfortunate demise of the relationship with Nini was obviously a really good storyline. But I. I'm, I'll miss her if she's not coming back. I I disagree. I don't think she's... I think she's had good moments, yes, like the Nini thing and, like, the wedding was okay, but just, like, kind of horrific. Both like, of during them, these actually. times, yeah, both of them were quite <laughs> horrific. Did love um, her sister and her mum hiding the um, wedding certificate from mm. her at the first wedding. That was uh, to Peter. That was stunning. Um, she hasn't done anything the last, like, two seasons i would say like there's just been nothing there from her so i think it is time to rest her and do you know what she rest had well, she, well she's obviously been on the real housewives all-stars trip so obviously she did nothing on that and i think that's influence if it is in fact true she's been let go i think that was her last hurrah as in like unless you perform on this trip you're gone so and also just talking about Lost Housewives, and I mean, I'm talking about Mary M. Cosby lost in her closet. <laughs> her Father's Day tribute this week. <laughs> was that to her husband? That was, yes. So she was... Well, um, I mean, it's her grandfather. So. Her, yeah, her, um, yes, to her grandfather. Her step, step-grandfather, yes? Yes. It's not, it's not blood. <laughs> um, so for anyone not familiar, Mary M. Cosby from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City did a video tribute this week for Father's Day, as it was in the States, and... It was just a slideshow of photos of her that she dedicated to Robert Senior. And I believe that they were mostly... To a rap track or something, which was crap. <laughs> they were mostly of her in her closet. Yeah, she yeah, has, it was her emerging from the closet and then selfies in the car as in well. The car, yeah, the car yeah. one was important to let us know that she is on track to leaving. She serves very, like, Britney Spears conservatorship vibes, the way she kind of posts from, like... Mm. Which I know it's very very tough day today that we're now heard from Britney herself. The news is absolutely horrifying and the IUD thing has really that was disgusting. Like that It's like Brave New World shit. Yeah, it's Handmaid's Tale shit Mm. as well. It's just Mm. absolutely gross. It's disgusting. Her father is pimping her out. For so long there I thought this movement of free Britney people were just like craze fans for a while there, but after today I'm I'm on their side. I'm a I'm a craze fan. I'll be making a uh, sign and standing outside of town hall tomorrow. I mean, oh, that's a lie, but no, yeah. <laughs> but they can be both. Yeah. Crazy fans and powerful people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, as we don't have much housewives on this week, we're just going to cover off real housewives of Beverly Hills, revisit the premiere of real housewives of Sydney for a little lull and some showers of sunset. So we'll come back with Beverly Hills after the break. We stand. <laughs> Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Luke, oh, is that you snoring? Oh, I was just trying to be funny. It was all right. It, it was a bit of a filler. It was a bit um, surprising. Um, oh, I don't know. What did you think of it? I just, like the Erica shit was just, I, you didn't need to end with the whole cliffhanger, although I loved the entry last mm. week. Oh, shout out to Paul. It was so camp. It was camp. Crucifix, camp. Absolutely. Love it. That's all I will say. She gave us nothing. 
as which I knew she would. Like, mm. I didn't think we'd get anything. And just, like, the whole fakeness about the marriage breakdown and him just, like, giving her nothing. Like, I feel like that was clear for years. Like, the whole... This whole, like, of him going, oh, thanks, hun, or whatever, when she, like, dropped him off at work. Like, I expect that relationship from them. That's not news to me. Like, there wasn't love there. Like, I... Anytime someone asks about, like, oh, what's the sex like with him? And she said some, like, bullshit answer. I'm like, I don't believe any of this. This is, like, basically... Like, I'm not doubting early days. They were, like, fully into each other, all that kind of stuff. But I feel like at this point, it's 100% an arrangement. He's funding her music career. It's just like she was waiting around for him to die, which Garcelle was hinting at last week. I think that's exactly what it was. And everything's got too hot now with the whole case that she's like, oh, I'm just going to divorce him now and try and take my shit at once. That's why she said she was stealing the furniture this episode. That's why she was trying to sell her clothes beforehand. And that's why in the documentary she was trying to like claim that everything she was given by him was a gift instead of actually being like shared assets. Like that's, she's a terrible person. She clearly knows if not everything, quite a lot about what has gone down um, with you know, the plane crash victims who were supposed to be getting their settlement. Plane she was crash sort of, victims, burn victims, like just... Yeah, because the way that she was um, explaining, well, like the way that she was kind of trying to get around answering questions, she was like, you know, there's it's legal issues. He's a lawyer. He's the big dog in that field. But like there's other things that he's dealing with. That she, he's got to come to terms with. Like, so she clearly knows that he's in trouble. 100%. And so she's running and leaving. I wonder if she's selling those clothes and she'll, she's going to put those in an, um, in a trust so that they can be returned to the people who, um, who are supposed to have that money or. I have to be transparent about last week when I was speaking to Paul about this. I had watched the first half an hour of Housewives <laughs> and the Hustler, which is the most fun part of Housewives <laughs> and the Hustler and hadn't got to the actual victim speaking mm. on camera. So I was making quite light of it at the time, not knowing the true horrors of what this meant. I already thought he was a horrible person, but everything was just confirmed that he is a despicable yeah. man. And just hearing his like voicemails and stuff of his like absolute bullshit, him saying he's trying to get money for them and all that kind of shit. It's just, it's like dog dirt, evil people need mm. to be put in the ground. And look, I think she knows. The thing that whenever I think about Erica and Tom and all the things that they're going through and seeing Erica sell all of her thousands, hundreds and thousands of dollars worth yeah. of clothes, is I look directly across the screen to Dorit. Mm. Is Dorit next? Like, I don't understand how the kind of lifestyle that Erica leads is, you know, so outlandish and, and, you know, has been funded in the way that it has been funded, how we can look at Dorit, who kind of mimics, well, maybe just in the way that she dresses, but she still seems to be living in, like, um, a house of cards type situation. Like, I don't understand how she's able to attain the things that she can attain. 100% scam artists, like both her and PK. That was like the whole, what was it, like two seasons ago when she was getting chased around the pool on the holiday. And that what woman was, was saying they owed... Called? What's that? What was the bikini line called? Um, Beverly Beach. Beverly Beach. Yes. Um, PK had renamed it while she was away. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I've really gone in and out of Beverly Hills so that I have, I didn't see the origins of... Um, Dorit. Dorit. Oh, I forgot her name. <laughs> Dorit. <laughs> Dorit, yes. Yes. Yeah, I yeah, I think their comeuppance is in the next few years, maybe not right now. And I have a feeling she might not be on the show next season because I don't feel like she's doing enough. And do you know what? I don't give a shit about her and Kyle's yeah. like back and forth. Like they've done this every season. Even when like LVP was on the show, they were having the same arguments where like somehow they had some weird like, you know, confrontation. And it just goes on for episodes of them talking about what their friendship means. Like, I don't give a shit at this well, point. Well, she's become the flashback queen. She's only present in flashbacks mm. to give context to stories, which I think is so wild. And um, kind of upsetting that they would just kind of sideline a housewife like that. But it's... Has she ever really had a story? Like, I don't really know what, like, an iconic story of Dor Dorit's is. No, I think it was just her falling out with LVP, like Lucy, Juicy, Apple Juice. Like, that was <laughs> that was the only thing that really put her on the map in my eyes. But I just want to 
make you say something that you did say when um, we saw Erica's new house. Um, what was your comment about Army Hammer? Um, I said uh, Army Hammer is still hot. Yeah, but that's not for the that's not for the pod. What do you mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> he's disgusting. Yeah, he's a disgusting person, and I think he's sort of abused um, women and abused his power. But you know, I couldn't help but notice that. She was leaving next one, Army Hammer. <laughs> Did you see the, um, I think it was Valentine's Day this year where she got the flowers delivered to her house and she had the whole photo shoot out the front of her picking up the flowers and smiling and posing for the paparazzi? No, I did not. Yeah. <laughs> so it seems she's, I assume, delivered flowers to herself. I believe so. <laughs> and called the paparazzi to her house to pick up the flowers and comically smile while she's like picking them up. How do you explain... Erica's social media presence. Um, chaotic and will be her undoing. Because it's such a different personality to what she presents. She's like, I think... On the so- show, I mean. But I feel like her social media presence is her, like, Erica Jane. Um, um, you know, that yes. whole, like, character that she plays when she's on stage and, like, for her music. I feel like that's her Twitter presence. Which, do you know what? Just bring it to the show. Mm. Like, mould the two. Stop trying to be this person that you feel like like, I don't know, trying to be, like, respectful or, like, polite or whatever. Just fuck shit up. Mm. I'm, like, over it. D- to be honest, I, I feel like we're going to get nothing out of her for the next few weeks. It's only she's going to come undone when the whole, the actual case is about, you know, the plane crash victims and the widows and orphans, that kind of thing. Once that shit comes out, I then she like won't know where to run. only going to come at the reunion. I don't think it's going to come in the show. No, it does because don't you remember in the trailer for it, Dorit says widows and orphans it makes you sick. So like it oh is God, coming it? at one point. Dorit's going to deliver. And then Sutton questions her and that's when she goes, or what? Or what? Oh yeah. And no. She goes, what did you think of the moment with Erica and um, Lisa uh, at the sofa table. Oh, sorry. I'll read exactly what I wrote in my notes. Um, this scene with Erica and Renna is disgusting and fake. So fake that I, neither of them can get their way out of an acting challenge. No, that's like Lisa was doing a whole bold and the beautiful. Oh, sorry. Um, there's, oh God, young and the restless acting, whichever one she was <laughs> on. She was delivering the that Melrose kind of Place. performance and it was just, I, I don't want to hear the word hot toddy again either. Like I'm pretty much done. With the that housewives yeah. have an obsession with having an obsession with the drink. It's so performative. It's so strange. It's supposed to make them like personable. There was but a weird also moment like on when... New York where it was like Moscow mules for a while that they always like brought up around Bethany. And I'm like, do you have a new like drink coming out or something that you need that ingredient? Like why, why am I hearing the word Moscow mule every three seconds? Like it was, why? I'm surprised you didn't slap her name on that. Well, yeah, well, she will. She'll Skinny slap her name on Skinny girl Moscow mule. Because it doesn't really have a ring to it. Absolutely not. Can we talk about Sutton and Crystal? Though. Because First these all, two women... Do you sorry. like Sutton as a person and do you like Sutton as a character? I do not like Sutton as a person. I love Sutton as a character. Can I tell you, her accent, it makes me so happy. Yeah. I think it's just so enjoyable. I love the way that she, like, how words come out of her mouth and how they they swish around in mm. there. It's lovely. It um I Those two women are carrying the season. Like Crystal and Bully. Sutton. There's like without... Because Erica's not addressing anything at the moment. The Kyle and Dorit fight is nothing. Kathy's like obviously a lovely presence. Like lol queen. Mm. But Crystal and Sutton are actually have a storyline. And the thing I love as well was the montage of Crystal telling everyone about what happened when she said she wasn't talking <laughs> about it anymore. And she's like, but people asked me, so I had to tell them. And then she repeated verbatim every single time. Yeah, it was like a rehearsed story, like every time. What have you ever been walked in on naked by someone who wasn't your partner? Um, no. Never. No. But what do you think about the I guess Kyle's kind of defense of Sutton against the word um, violated. Violated, yeah. What was Kyle's defense of it? She was saying, well, violated is a very strong word and, you know, you shouldn't use that word. It has, you know, particular connotations. And she was implying that she was making it sound like what was happening was more sordid than it was. Yeah. And well, she yeah, if you, say, if you say violation, it sounds intentional. You know what I mean? As in, like, the walk-in was an actual intentional thing mm. to make her uncomfortable. Sutton couldn't have known what was going to happen. Yes, maybe her comment when she put the code in there going, I don't know what's going on in here. Like, that kind mm. of thing. That was weird. 
that made the situation more uncomfortable, but I don't think it was like a premeditated mm. walk in for that kind of thing. She should have said, she, she should have said, you're being like really weird. <laughs> That's what Crystal should have said or something? Yeah, like a reference, deep cut reference to Kelly Kamora and Ben's moan. Oh my God, don't. I just thought it was like, you know, if she's feeling violated, then that's the feeling. Like, how else do you sort of, you know, do you sort of make somebody else feel comfortable because they've made you feel uncomfortable? I feel like, use it. If it describes how you feel. The thing I wasn't prepared for, which didn't make me feel uncomfortable, but was shocked at, is that they're allowed to say clit on Housewives. Is it just because we were watching on Hey You? No, we would get censored. No. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I did Oh, speak about performativity That's whole sort of like THC The oil? Is that what it yes, was? Yes, that's, that's when she said she put it yeah. all over her clit and vajayjay And I went, <laughs> I didn't know we were allowed to say that <laughs> I don't think she said vajayjay <laughs> She did say vajayjay Did she? Yes oh, I thought that was just your like Sydney gay coming through No, she did say that and I don't want to be, I don't want to be clutching my pearls like a Southern male, but I was like, <laughs> like Sutton. You, yeah, exactly. Like I felt very Sutton in that situation. I was like, oh, I was like, I didn't know we could talk like this girls. Let's go. <laughs> I did also just going back to the dumplings. I thought that was such a fun little event. Oh, that was cute. I would love to like do a dumpling making. They do, and then, do. The they do do dumpling so making classes. Cute. They do some down at um, the cannery in Rosebury. I don't know what so that is. So we can is. all go to... Okay. Well, in, in Ro- I said where it is. The <laughs> Rosebury. Do you have any other thoughts on Royal Housewives of Beverly Hills? Do you think that Sutton's party looked like it cost $30,000? No, it did not. $35,000. Uh, absolutely sorry. not. When I saw those cheap names written onto those pieces of cake, I wanted to die. Oh, yeah. That felt like... Uh, I don't know. That felt like... More food. But yeah, it looked like like those Woolworths cakes, those mm-hmm. mud cakes you mm-hmm. get, and that kind of icing, the writing kind of looked like that random scribble on a Woolworths cake. Mm-hmm. Not pissing on a Woolworths cake, because everyone loves a Woolworths mud cake, but mm-hmm. that is like seemed the level that Sutton was serving at her house. Yes. N- number two, Mickey. Mikey? Mikey. Oh, Erica. Yeah, yeah, Or is he still on the payroll? I think he's actually chasing down Erica each week going, oh, sorry, um, that like check hasn't actually come through. And she just keeps like changing the subject. So I think, yeah, he's working for free at the moment. He'll quickly give up. Erica's new side interview look with a nude lip. Is she totally without a glam squad now? Yes, I think the David Jones bag she was wearing suggested that she's lost all money at that point. And I don't know what this is in reference to, but I wrote, she's working hard to sell a turd. I Her house. When she was looking at the oh, bathroom house. and yep. she had like the wallpaper in there, I remember you having quite a visceral reaction to her trying to explain the house to the audience. Which is uh, 2,500 square foot. Yep. And she's down from what, 13,000 square feet or something like mm, that? 18,000. I also have a note, Sutton, she has conviction and she is wrong. She's a great housewife. Yeah. Exa- that's all we need in a house. We need delusion. We need absolute delusion. And someone who makes you feel uncomfortable. What do you think about Lisa's lip line? Lisa's lip line. Oh, can I... Her storyline for the season? Yes. Her... Can I remind you... What did you say when they sat down at the Sofitel? You said, what's her name again? Lisa? <laughs> and I said, Rina. And you went, yeah. I went, oh. You forgot Lisa's name. This she's might not... be her... This has to be her last season then. If you're sitting there forgetting who she is, I don't think she's long for this world. I think... Well, she's always been able to bounce back after... She's... She often is quite vile. Yes. To a particular person. And whoever the enemy is, she is disgusting. And I think she often gets it wrong, though. So she always kind of like dulls herself down Mm. for the next season and then she comes back again. So I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't count out Lisa. I've been rewatching Real Housewives in New York recently and I realized that Carol actually says about Aviva's asthma that she has Munchausen syndrome, which was before the Munchausens on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So it seems like Beverly Hills has just been copying. New York storylines mm. for years now, and they just need to come up with their own shit. You know what? Carol Radzivel is my favorite housewife. That's a really big call. And um, do we go to break? Yeah, okay, we can just end <laughs> on that. Carol's your favorite housewife. All right, we'll be back with some a Real Housewives of Sydney recap that no one asked for. So with no New York on this week, we thought we'd revisit... Five-year-old show now, Real Housewives of Sydney. Iconic for many reasons. Iconic that it never got another season. Iconic that it was the most, like, I don't know, chaotic season. Angry. 
yeah, the angriest housewife seasons that ever existed. We just thought we'd go back to the premiere of the episode and just take a look at when these women were introduced into our lives. Some of them I still follow religiously, Maddie Semi. Every day she gives us great content. I'm still waiting for her uh, YouTube channel she's promised us for uh, quite a while now. Her and Krista Billage are making content together, but um, haven't seen much of it. I watched a video, she actually uploaded one called Swanky Paws the other day, which is um, a charity for dogs, I believe. Um, A housewife and a dog charity. Jesus Christ, save us all. It had about 28 views, and I think it was me in a group chat did about 10 of those (laughs) views because we rewatched it a few times. And it was her talking about... um, dating and um people taking too much viagra it was a qu- it was a bit it was a lot and then she just fed her dog some muffins but then her and krista village were also eating the muffins that were meant for the dogs so it was just pure chaos in a few minute video but look we're gonna go back to the beginning of sydney and just give some fresh thoughts on an old classic love that so we start with seeing our dear friends Chrissy marsh and victoria rees in a convertible heading to coogee pavilion have you ever been to coogee pavilion luke um, we went to the beach and then we went to Gucci Pavilion to like have lunch mm-hmm. and it was disgusting and we left. It's where every ex reality TV star goes on a weekend. It's like, if you're like a semi influencer, ex reality star, I assume the management there pay you to appear right. there to make sure there's like a vibe. The vibe. I wasn't feeling it. No. And I do agree with, um, Victoria, when she said, is this still the eastern suburbs? <laughs> it is quite far. And I wouldn't dare go. I felt um, sorry for... Now I've... <laughs> I have completely spaced on her name. Um, no, Captain Eyebrows. Oh, Nicole. Nicole. When um, when the food came out, it looked disgusting. And to have for her mm. this very affluent very fancy woman mm. to sit in front of that disgusting pile of food. I felt really, really felt for her. The one that flies first class and takes her kids down the back of the plane to look at all the poor people in economy. Correct. Yep. Yes. To let I them know for how well off they are to be one of six flying first class. Well, got to raise your kids right. I assume that lunch was not what it's like in Paris for lunch, I imagine. Mm, no, it's what it's like in Coogee for lunch, which is... What they obviously just was. went there for the view to just have a nice backdrop because those women wouldn't be caught dead in Coogee Pavilion on a normal day. Like the producers have pushed them there to be like, we need like a nice backdrop for you. I have to say, I think Coogee is really beautiful and oh. it's a great backdrop. I think it, I think it's prettier than Bondi. Oh, look at you go. Yeah, you know. Prettier than Bondi. Prettier than Bondi. There will be riots about that comment. Yeah, Bondi's a bit of a fucking dump. <laughs> is it? Don't, yeah, don't you think that? Am what I crazy? Mean? I think not. I don't think Coogee's a dump, but I don't think Bondi's a dump. I really like Coogee. Oh wow, that's um, that's controversial. Contro- controversial. Look, Daniel, I've been mispronouncing so many words, so I'm happy that you've joined the train. Yeah, I just like my lips wouldn't even open then; <laughs> they were stuck together. What initial thoughts on Chrissy Marsh? Um, uh, all I could remember is that she pronounced massage, massage. Yep. Uh, with a hard, hard G. G. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was just telling. Um, Jacqueline, Jacqueline, which is Chrissy's sister, I actually clocked very beautiful and was like, why aren't you the housewife? That like stunning blonde at the yes, beginning. That she, she's she only was. in it for like a split second. And I was like, oh, I was like, you should be on the cast. And she was very sort of like um, that area of Sydney. The way yep. that she was dressed, she was in kind of a very sort of classy sort of... Um, jacket with some jeans she had blonde hair that was kind of neat but a little tussled i really liked her she had a good vibe i don't like chrissy i think she she just doesn't have she just doesn't have the the wit or the intelligence she's a bit she's a bit you know a bit dumb. okay you can't just say it well i don't it seems a bit mean but she just oh it's a bit mean oh so sorry <laughs> she just wasn't she's just like this podcast is called gas she's just a, just yeah. say what you mean dog it's a bit thick like, she's, she just didn't have anything interesting to say. I think she knows that as well. I don't think she's ever been called the smartest person in the room, so... It's not about being smart. She just didn't have, like, a sense of humor. Oh, she had, like... I don't know. She's was just sort of high school. Victoria, I think she had a great first episode. I remember this... really, really liking Victoria and re-watching it. I was like, she actually comes across a bit like Mean Girl in high school as well. 
but yeah. Jats Crackers is iconic. Yeah, Jats Crackers is great. Watching them order a vodka lime soda, though, and explaining how to make it really... Do people call them skinny bitches? Yes, they do. Oh, I, I think it might be, and I don't mean to throw them under the bus, but a, a female thing. Right. So I think that's more called that where gays just obviously just call it a vodka lime soda, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is just, you know... What you a do. hunky man. I'll have a hunky man, please. But just explaining, like, how to put lime, vodka, and top it up with soda. I mean, have you not seen Ramona's iconic video about how to make that cocktail? And it was just a... It was a vodka soda. (laughs) And she thought it was a cocktail making class and took a long time talking about it. What is the obsession with fresh lime? Like, what do they mean? As in, like, they don't want lime that's been sitting in a tray that's been cut for a while. Do they mean, like, I need you to freshly cut a lime? I think it was like a lime juice. That's, never, that would be disgusting. I've never been to a place where someone's put lime cordial into something when I've said, can you get me a vodka soda? If someone brought me back <laughs> with be. lime cordial in it, I would probably scream and flip the fucking table. <laughs> Is like, that just then a Midori? Well, I you've got to have Midori, Midori in lemonade. something to be Midori. It doesn't just, it's not cooler. Like, No, I mean like the, the sickly sweetness of it all. Yeah, well, that would be like the taste of it. I know some people do ask for like cordial, like in, like like a yeah, like a lime cordial in things. But if you're asking for a vodka soda lime, literally, I'd probably sue a place if they tried to put. If you're asking for cordial in your alcoholic beverage, you need to get out of high school. You need to be ID'd first of all, <laughs> fully, fully ID'd before you speak again. Um, I Victoria that I read like her one of her opening lines during her package was um, I don't think I'm better than anyone but I've always had money, <laughs> which I thought was kind of iconic. <laughs> Just two statements. Mm. And I also feel like I'm the same as her because she said I love dogs more than I love people. Mm, and I know that's yeah. a very like Vanderpump of her, but she was true. kind of rolling around the grass with her dog. It was a bit. And you enjoyed the an way image. she said um, Hermes Birkin. <laughs> I I just love the Australian accent. I think mm. the way it's we so talk harsh. is so harsh. It's great. Um, Nicole, I guess we covered off a little bit. Um, she's... Maddie Semi. Oh, we're not Let, yeah, let's, oh, let's just move to Maddie Semi. She's a star. She is such a star. And I had... I don't remember really loving her when I first watched her. I think I enjoyed her, but rewatching it now... I was just like, this is the show. She's the show. But that's th- but she wasn't like, that's the annoying thing because I think maybe she has like a good first two episodes because I know the next episode she has a bit of a fight, but she doesn't really like show up. Like as in like she's around and then she gets pushed by Lisa and that the art gallery and everything. But it's not till the end episode where she like throws a glass at the end and makes a very like dramatic entrance with her dress flowing behind her kind of thing. Like it's a very great like but- way to exit the show. But I don't think she has many, like, iconic moments. Like, for me, her character since the show ended is a much bigger thing for me. Like, she is something See, else See, I don't now. think of her, like, being pushed or yelling at the table or storming out the final episode as the moment. Rewatching this episode and having her get on, <laughs> get on the chair, the operating chair, <laughs> ask her assistant who's working <laughs> <laughs> just just freeze her fat off while she's sitting there on her stomach. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I loved her opening line was, I'm so- <laughs> oh my God, don't snore. She, she's like, I'm self-made, successful and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'm going. If I get my next interview that I ever do, that's how I'm like introducing myself. <laughs> so don't- <laughs> I loved her. I then, really fell in love with her. At that moment when she's like talking to her <laughs> assistant <laughs> at the front desk talking about their new like eye work and then she glares <laughs> and then she <laughs> and then she glances in the mirror and she goes, Oh maybe I need a bit of work actually. <laughs> She's great because she was just like so present, like just talking to her her dull assistant, and she sees herself in the in the mirror and just mesmerized. Yeah, (laughs) some work. (laughs) Let's move on to Lisa Oldfield. I feel like you had some strong thoughts when she was doing her intro. She's just sort of performative, and it's a bit off-putting and. 
the whole thing about her kids, like, when I say I'm bringing out the snake, you need to go, wow, yeah, wow. I was like, Jesus, reel it in. Oh, my God. Here, too much, too much, too much. And, like, her, when she said her job, like, mergers and acquisitions in IT, like, what does that mean? She's just throwing words out there. Yeah, I just like thought like, that, was, bu- that was buzzwords. Like, mm. I can walk around in this power suit, say I do this, and you will have no idea what I'm talking Although about. Although she looks like, the, I can't think of the character's name, but in The Incredibles, the one that makes the costumes for them, she's like... Yes. The one with like the... The huge glasses. The yeah. huge glasses, the, sh- the sharp um, bangs, the bob. Mm-hmm. It, she was like an elongated version of her. She looks like a cartoon character. Yeah. I wanted to say like Enid something, but that doesn't yeah. sound right. Something along those lines. Um... I did love though when while Maddie was freezing her fat and she was talking to her and as they as they got off the phone, she was like, I'm just sick of people talking about my husband and then just Maddie, like from the side, so what happened? You never slept with her. Like just After all that saying she fucking hates Victoria for talking about her husband, Maddie just asked the exact same question. Well, good like, for her. No she wants to get to the truth. Okay. Athena Lavendi. I remember hating Athena, uh, Athena, and thinking that she was that sort of performative um, and a bit kind of off-putting. And I, I know that she kind of transforms into that. But in this first episode, I enjoyed her, and I actually thought the painting that she was making in a studio was, you know, garbage. It was actually really hideous. But there are some paintings that were like stacked away that had like this kind of veiled surface, and it was like misty and white, and you could see the color blocking underneath. I thought they were quite interesting. Here you go. Connoisseur. Connoisseur, you, you know, housewives connoisseur. Um Melissa Dud. Like I they left her to the end of introducing all the way to Couts. What? To Couts. It's like T K A U T S or Z. I thought it was Z. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just she doesn't add a thing. No. Let's talk about the party though, which was I thought had a few iconic moments in its short period. Um, basically the whole Victoria was fat when she was little. She had a round face, Daniel. Round you face. Mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't twist words like mm. saying someone has, <laughs> has a round face when you said they were fat. Oh, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, I think I was fine for most of it, but it was when she started like, like, because Chrissy was the most annoying one there. Like, Chrissy was the oh, one that was just... Chewbacca, for sure. Coming at her for no reason with the whole, like, namaste thing. Like, it was just, like, she couldn't put up with, like, Athena's, like, spirituality and all that kind of shit. But she was just coming at her, coming in hot for no real reason. You know, in that moment, uh, when Chrissy was just interrupting everyone, I really thought, oh, God, I hate that I see myself in her. I... Sadly, see a lot of myself in Chrissy as well. I thought you were going to see. see no, 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 no. I see a lot of it in myself, and it's like painful. Which so. I think you know, maybe everyone could watch and think, "Oh God, am I the Chrissy?" So one of my friends that I used to work with, her and her boyfriend were at a party that Chrissy was at a few weeks ago, and she came up and was speaking to them. And my friend's boyfriend has a beard, and she said the exact same line that she said to the waiter when she shows up to this party, which was like. Oh, you're very handsome, but um, you could like go with like losing the beard, and she did the exact same wow. thing. So she's just like running around Sydney at the moment, saying when the you got same... content, you got content. Don't reinvent the wheel, doll. I know, but maybe she just has a very specific type as well. Where like when she sees men with a beard, she like can see underneath, and it's like I want that, but I just don't want to. Maybe see this the beard is what top. Lisa's getting to. Yeah. What Lisa is getting Lisa, to. Lisa, all for you know, she kind of comes at her and says, "All you do is talk about the." cocks you've sucked and the this and the that mm. and that's later on the season i won't get ahead of your mm. in case your audience hasn't seen those episodes yet and she is lazy so you know she hates her hair so like seeing a beard <laughs> is probably is a trigger to her as well also just being called chewbacca as well is probably a trigger for her at this point <laughs> as well so any any reference to hair is a big thing for her oh you seem to come alive when athena was talking about chrissy as a fly <laughs> I actually wrote that down as a note and I was like scrolling through me like, why don't I write this? I wrote Athena, Chrissy the fly. <laughs> get away, Chrissy, get away. <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy that. You, okay. And I guess. Oh, I, yeah. also just on Nicole, I, I just kind of love that she was being completely authentic and completely out of touch. Like she 
she is that person. Like, she's not yep. putting that on. Like, a lot of housewives come in and say, oh, I have a lot of Burkanes. Hermes <laughs> <laughs> Burkanes, as um, Victoria said that. Um, but Nicole just was that. She lives the life. Oh, like, yeah. That's her life. She 100% is. She's trying to be earnest, but the thing is, she can't as well because her actual wealth, like, screams over the top of her trying to be a good person. Yeah. I also thought um, when Victoria yelled at um, Athena to sort of be spiritual, but don't do- don't tell the whole world about it. I just thought, that's so Australian. Yeah. It's like, just don't be in our face about it. <laughs> and I also enjoyed Athena. She called me crazy, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> that's when she'd snap. She'd lost it at that point. Oh, and also that Victoria is a woman with a very low vibration. Not very close to entitlement, uh, to enlightenment. Yes. Oh, Athena had many comments about Victoria. She's quite Athena. good, actually. Did you... Okay, so the iconic cape throw at the end, like off the side, mm. too far? Yeah, it just came across mean. And I wish, oh, I wish that somebody had thrown Victoria's disgusting fur off, fur off as well. That would have been, oh, that would have been chef's kiss. That would have been so spectacular. It didn't seem like anyone on that night needed a fur either. It didn't seem like it's the weather Sydney. that Sydney a fur. never needs a fur. No, absolutely not. Well, look, that was our dear girls. I love Sydney. I feel like it should have got a second run. It did definitely needed a few changes, but <laughs> it had, I think, all the ingredients there. And I think a rewatch of Sydney is one of the best things. I think at the time, everyone had some strong thoughts about it, which I think tainted the show a little bit. Well, the thing is, like, every episode delivers something. It's just that yes. it's too... Like, every episode delivers a fight. And mm. it's like, Sydney is actually... It's great. It's really entertaining. But it's also when the housewives gets it wrong. Like when, when you know, you go on Twitter and people are like, it's boring because no one's fighting. It's like, you're mm. actually missing the point. We're supposed to be watching people who have like a story and a journey and yeah. blah. It's not just about fighting. But Sydney does deliver great episodes. It does. And it always ends with a bang. That's and if you thing. were to... Sorry, I interrupted you because I'm no. Chrissy. I'm Chewbacca. Mm. Um, if you were to do a second season and yes. you had to make some cuts... Who, who would be the cast for season two with, I, like, with a cut? Like, who would uh, be cut? I would say two? only because, and not because I'm saying they're the best characters, but because they are all still friends. And I think their bond, like, since like, they're still friends to this point, I would say Nicole, Victoria, Maddie, um, and Chrissy. So those four still hang out with each other, go mm. to each other's parties and stuff. So I think there's more of a story to tell there because they're actually good friends since the show. So they've actually got that bond there. I would either I would either bring back like Lisa in like a friend of role to an extent because mm. I feel like she maybe needs another go around that she's been through a divorce. And a couple of reality shows. Yes. And I would like to see someone like a Roxy Jasenko possibly mm. join, even though I feel like that would be chaos it'll be great and it'll also be great to see some diversity on the cast as well mm. okay well let's um let's put a pitch together and we'll head over to foxtel um, tomorrow morning Fabulous. actually let's just Love stay up this. all night yep. and put it together absolutely all right we'll be back with some showers of sunset and some quick thoughts so showers of sunset last week was the first week I'd watched and I watched all first five episodes, I think, back to back. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that was like to do it with, like to talk about it with Paul. I've now watched this week's episode as well. And I think I like, I think I'm going to see this season out, then go back to the beginning. It's actually kind of funny because after I listened to last week's episode, cause I'm a fan and I listened to the mm-hmm. show, Paul and I went back. We're watching, we're, we're starting from season four. So we've, you know, we've yeah. gone back before and now okay. it's, it's, Really a great show. What are your thoughts? Oh, I So I feel like I'm getting an insight into where like Vanderpump Rules is going because it always, because when I see the flashbacks in the current season of when I see like Gigi when she's younger, like screaming at someone getting like pulled to the ground by like MJ and stuff. It's giving me really like early Vanderpump Rules vibes. But now in Vanderpump Rules, they're all starting to like have children and stuff like that. And so I feel like I'm starting, I'm seeing what it's going to turn into in a way. Having said that, they fired like half the cast for being racist who just had kids. So I feel like we're only going to see like one person, which is like Sheena Shea, who's just have a, who's just had a kid, like be with her child and same with Lala. But like, I like that as like a, what do you call it? What's the look, like looking glass? Is, mm-hmm. that, what, is that what you call it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But that I'm enjoying it though. The interesting thing about Shaz is um, the core cast, mm. which are is actually friends: Mike though. Reza, Mercedes, Gigi, and that's it. Mm. <laughs> um, they've been there from the beginning, and there was Asa who was in it for a very long time. Mm. Was um, she left around season six? And they, but Shaz has never really been able to get new cast members in. Mm-hmm. They've had so many. Duds, so many like no personality people come in. The only successful people, mm. I think, is Shervin, who is kind of only a friend. Yeah, of Yeah, I now. haven't really seen him. I was, I think I said to Paul last week, kind of attracted to him when I saw him pop up for a second. He seems really shady, but the other one is um, Destiny. Uh, Destiny. Nima, he's being frozen out by GG, and I, he's not going to come back next season. You don't think so? No, no, no. I don't care for him. That whole talk about the wiki feet thing when he was talking about the feet in this episode, I was like, no feet deserves any stars. All feet are zero stars. I don't give a shit about what you think your good arch is or whatever. All feet are zero stars. I hate feet. We don't need to address them. But how far into your own fame obsession do you have to be to be like looking for your wiki feet? That's that's what he is. He's just, he's a bad nose job. He's bad teeth. He's no personality and nobody likes him. He's he's not. Oh, what did you think of his MJ cosplay? I thought it was really like disgusting. Like he was making fun of her. Yeah, I don't. Th- it didn't seem fun and playful. It's like how can I make myself like he was doing? It wasn't even MJ cosplay. It's like Snooky cosplay. Yeah, like it was just like how can I get a rise out of her? And he has such a. I mean, all of the men in Char- like Shards of Sunset have such sort of interesting relationship to the masculinity actually reza in season four like mm. it's kind of his peak like you know for a very long time reza was shards of sunset yeah to, um to you know the outside world <laughs> um but he has this really interesting um little quip where mike and this other guy who was a bad addition to the cast were trying to like fight to be the alpha male and he was like they don't realize that the alpha male here is a gay guy with a mustache like he has such a such a great confidence and like when he is having fun and when mj are having fun and when they're having fun together Mm. shards of sunset is like a hard to beat show like it Mm. is really enjoyable because that sort of central relationship is just really infectious to watch and it's kind of like what is really important in these housewives or reality show situations is when people are really getting a kick out of being on the show mm. and but being when people with have it, that their friends. Friendship it's great. as well. Like what we were just talking about with Sydney, mm. none of those links were actually quite strong, but you can tell as soon as you watch something like Shars, mm. you can tell they're very involved in each other's lives. And there's some kind of link there that isn't just for TV. Like obviously mm. some of it, yeah, there's a few, few players in the room that are definitely there for like the TV angle of it. I, the thing, so I understand what you mean about Reza, how he was probably, you know, king shit beforehand. Mm. I can see now with not having even seen the previous seasons, he is fighting for airtime. And the thing that was very transparent was when Destiny was trying to kick Mike out of the house in this episode. And they, when they kind of pushed each other and it got very fired up. Reza didn't even get up to go over towards the fight, but he just sat on the other side of the table was going, Mike, Mike, Mike. And the camera panned him for a bit. And you can see when the camera panned to him, he kind of like, yeah. And he kind of like glanced to the right and then kind of kept going, but there was just no life behind the eyes. Like he didn't care. He was just like Mm. literally making noise so that like the camera would like go to him, but he did absolutely nothing. And you literally heard Mike go, shut up. Like, Mm. as in, you're not doing anything here. Like, don't just scream someone's name because you're like literally not involved in any of the drama going on. He's an insufferable person. Also him doing the roller in the face, like Sutton at the beginning of the episode, he was using his like a grinder. Mm. Like he was actually taking flesh off by trying to like roll it onto his skin. He needs to call Sutton, get some lessons and like Mm. realize actually how to use it. Rose is really interesting because he shaved off his mustache and went on a weight loss journey. And that was his, that's been his downfall moment. Mm-hmm. Like, not that that was his downfall moment, but like at that point is like when he starts to become a bit difficult yeah. to watch. So maybe it was. It was all, the success was all, was the all tied to the mustache. Uh, the Destiny and Paulina friendship I had to laugh at because when Paulina comes over to Destiny's house and they're like having a drink and doing a shot or whatever and talking about Mike, she was like, oh, we've become really good friends recently. And 
it literally flashed back to like three weeks earlier <laughs> and they were doing the exact same thing. Like it was just like them having a drink. I'm like three weeks early. doesn't mean you have like a friendship. Like you're just like meeting with each other to film. Like you're not actually yeah. friends. I can't figure out Paulina. How long has she been on the show? She came in last season. Okay. And then, she and has then two kids. Yeah. It seems like she's quite wealthy. The cheating scandal with Mike happened in between seasons, I assume. That's why they're addressing it yes, when they come back. I actually back. haven't watched the first two, one or two episodes. Oh, okay. It's all about that. It's literally right. about like looking at his texts and everything and what he sent to the girls. He's like, what's that message? is really a show that I really come in and out of. Yeah. But I will defend it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, and I don't know. Mike's terrible, but great. I think like great for TV kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. He, he's also another person when he's having fun on the show, it's really fun. He doesn't well, seem like he's having fun at the moment. Whenever he's in a serious relationship, he becomes very protective, intense. Mm. And I think he's probably doing a lot of bad shit behind, like off camera. And he's fighting desperately for it not to be revealed. Yes. Oh, 100%. I think that's why Paulina had to like call Destiny and be like, oh, I'm not going to talk about our relationship anymore. Cause mm. she obviously got home and said what she talked about. And he was like, we're not doing that. The difficult thing about Destiny though, is like, she will always be a fan. Because yeah. she was on a Gogglebox type show where oh, they like, okay. talked about Shars. Yeah. And so I think they bring it up either in a reunion or on the show. But I kind of get the feeling that they all look at her as like, you were a fan. Yeah. And that makes sense. She gives off that energy as well. Finally, just on Shars, I need to ask, is the format of the show similar to Real Housewives of Sydney where it always like ended with some kind of event? Is Shah's formula kicking someone out of a party at the end of it? Because I've watched the two last episodes in a row was like Mike getting kicked out of the last one and then Mike getting kicked out of this one. I mean, at this stage, it's a, it's a part of reality TV. Storm out will kick out. That's but how is, party is that the end. Shah's formula though? As in like, they will just have a heated argument till they have to kick someone out of a party? I don't know. Good question. No, I was just going to ask. Let's table like, it. Okay. Okay. Well, you can go. You <laughs> can tell me notice. after your uh, season four recap yes, and yes. kind of go into it. All right. I just have some, oh, I guess quick thoughts as well, because I know you watched it as well. So part of the kind of quick thoughts roundup, Drag Race Down Under, it's over. What did you think of the winner? I, when Kidamine was announced as the winner, mm. and I know that they pre-record those yes. sort of winners, those like sort of um, reactions, I felt hers as real. I really felt she really the conviction did. of it. Yes. And I was so happy. I cheer. Paul and I cheer. No. I don't think I've ever cheered. I've never seen you cheer at anything. It was. I was just really happy for her. I think she really deserved it. I really came around to her in the end. And I know that it wasn't a particularly great season. It wasn't the season... Well, maybe it was the season we deserved. But it, but it ended the right way. Yeah, I think she was most deserving of everyone who was left, quite clearly, which I think also said a lot about the show mm. itself. Not that she wasn't great, but the, it, the quality was just not there this mm. season. Um, other shows that I know you don't watch, Below Deck Sailing Yacht had their first reunion this week and Jean-Luc did not show up, who has apparently impregnated one of the uh, casts that's on there. Um, they get him on Zoom on Watch What Happens Live at one point um, later on in the next part two. Gary is disgusting on that show. I always forget Straight Man exists and I watch Below Deck and they're right there and they are the worst. Uh, Made in Chelsea is to be continued, it said. I, like, of course it's to be continued. It comes back for a season all the time. They need to fire half the cast and basically start again. Uh, the Hills, I love that they've added this woman, Caroline, who I've never heard before and then she just got confessionals and took over half the episode because obviously no one else is delivering and if you want the actual drama on the hills go to Twitter where Heidi is just saying everyone on the cast is boring and they're not delivering so that's that's the place to be on Twitter and that's it for the week um, Luke, I have to ask you before we leave are you getting renewed or cancelled this week? What a loaded question <laughs> Look, I... Um... I think I'm being renewed. I think I'm on a a journey mm. of self-improvement and self-discovery. Yes. I think there's a lot about myself that I want to improve and work on. And look, having a camera with me for the ride is probably the only way I'm going to keep that kind of discipline. So, you know, look and forward to who, seeing you next season. Who's pointing the camera at you? Also, this is not about, like, being renewed for a show. <laughs> this is, like, what's Just, happening in your life at right. the moment. Is it interesting enough to be renewed? Like, if, if there were cameras on you right now, hypothetically, is well, your I was life... hypothetically saying 
the cameras should join me for the ride, i.e. I should be there for myself. If you're saying should join you, that means you need to be commissioned, you need to be greenlit. If the show's already on, you're being renewed or cancelled, doll. I'm kind of confused. Okay. We used to... Okay, so just for context as well, this is this whole conversation, yeah. renewed or cancelled, is literally from dinners my friend, like my other friend Ben and Luke always had together. We used to ask ourselves this question. So this is our question. Quite a toxic... <laughs> <laughs> it's a very loaded, disgusting question that we ask at dinners quite often, actually. But look, you know, to answer your question, yeah, I'm being renewed. I'm a star. Great. No, that's good. That's that's. All I am needed. the show. Thank you. I'm Reza. You are Reza. I'm Bethany. You're Reza with the moustache. I'm Lisa Vanderpump. Reza with the moustache. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, Luke Philippe, do you want anyone to follow you? Yes, please. Um, my Instagram handle is Luke.Philippe. That's one I double P with an E, mm. punctuated with an E on the end. Kiss, kiss. And I'm not on Twitter. Okay, great. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Um, just your show. Listen to Gas, gas Bagging. bagging. Well... Please do uh, follow at Gasbagging on Instagram and TikTok and then follow, subscribe, like, whatever you can for that. And if you want to follow me, I'm at Dan Tom Morrison on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much for being here, Luke. It's been lovely. Thanks for having me, Dan. I've enjoyed it. Bye. Bye. Bye.